Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast, and I love it. Uh, We took a little bit of a break with the Thursday night game, very similar to what the 49ers did, but we've got some 49ers news, and we really have a lot of NFL news, much more so than we do 49ers news, but we're going to talk about both. Uh, We're going to take a little bit of a step back. We're going to kind of reanalyze where the 49ers currently are positioned for, one, the playoffs, if we want to go that route, or two, draft (laughs) status, which they're kind of in no man's land for both of them. And not really in prime position for the playoffs and or prime position for a top draft pick in the NFL draft. And this just kind of summarizes how the 49ers 2020 season has been. They're zombies. They're either blowing out teams or they're getting blown out. We're not having a lot of competitive games back and forth. Obviously, the injuries and you know everything else, the freaking COVID losing three offensive starters the day before a game, um, all that kind of different stuff, whatever else. But a lot of stuff to talk about, good and bad. And yeah, I'm seeing I uh, hope there's some good news. There is some good news. And shout out to the Countdown crew, which is representing uh, rather well. I uh, freaking love it. Uh, lots of people showing up there. I like that. So let's get into some positives. Got to start off talking about Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman is back kind of <laughs> they activated his 21 day uh practice window which is huge because we've lost richard sherman since week two he's been out since week two 
And we were told, you know, initially it was going to be right at three weeks. Then he had some setbacks. He had to do some extra injections. The walking boot continued to be a problem. Um, it was a major issue. But now he is finally back to practicing. And Richard Sherman said that he is aiming for this week versus the Saints. But in all likelihood, it's probably going to be after the bye week. So it, just look at the 49ers schedule. You have the Thursday night matchup. Then you have the 11 days off where that's where we currently are. Uh, practice starts back up tomorrow, Wednesday. We're recording this Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. Uh, my entire calendar is completely shot, but that's okay. Uh, so it's, it's Tuesday today. The first practice will be tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, so then they play the Saints this Sunday. And then you have a bye week, 14 days off. And it is so needed. After that 14-day break, then you have the Rams. You travel to Los Angeles, short, quick trip, uh, which, you know, pretty excited for the 49ers to play for the very first time in their new home, uh, second home stadium. Um, I wish I could be there, but it is what it is. Um, that's probably when Richard Sherman's going to be back. Um, I doubt, I really do doubt that you, why rush him back this week versus the Saints? Yeah, you want him out there. But he's older. You want to be 100%. So pay attention. My guess is it's going to be, you know, limited practice, limited practice, limited practice. And they don't even have to say if he was a limited participant or not. Because whenever a player, uh, per the new CPA rules, whenever a player is still on IR, which Richard Sherman technically is, he's not, he's not under the same classification of all other participants. You have to turn in who practiced and who didn't, but not if they're on the IR. So that's one of the ways that Kyle Shanahan, who loves to just hide as much information as possible from the opposing team and yours truly. Uh, <laughs> I don't take it personal, Kyle. I don't take it personal. Uh, but that's the idea. So we're not going to hear much. I doubt he will be activated this week. I just don't see it. But when he does return, the idea of Richard Sherman and Jason Verrett as your outside corners, that's pretty damn scary stuff. Uh, Jason Verrett has been absolutely incredible. Yeah, he got burned uh, for a deep touchdown against Devontae Adams, but kind of who doesn't, especially when there's no pass rush. But that is a formidable outside corner duo. I'm, I'm perfectly satisfied with Emmanuel Mosley, who's given up a lot of deep plays, but again, his defensive coordinator's not giving him really any safety help whatsoever whenever you know he struggles with the deep ball. But whatever. Um, but yeah, the depth at corner is returning. Now, Kwan Williams is still out. We don't know how long that's going to be. But the idea that you're getting healthy on the outside, that is promising news. Now, Kendrick Bourne, this is something that I thought was interesting. Kendrick Bourne got put back on the COVID reserve list. So you had the false positive. That all gets washed away. He has his positive test. He has his, uh, sorry, negative test, negative test. Everything should have been fine. Debo and Ayuk are back on there as well. Now, the 49ers have been very, very quiet with no information has come from Kendrick Bourne, his agent, or the 49ers. The first time, everything kind of came out, and it was very transparent. They've been really quiet about this one. So we don't know if this is just a close contact scare, a symptom scare. We don't know. It, it, it's completely in the dark until we hear something. But this is problematic for Kendrick Bourne. For several reasons. Now, Kendrick Bourne truthers, you guys fill up my DMs more than anybody. First, let me say this. I really like Kendrick Bourne. I really do think that he is a quality third 
wide receiver option in the NFL. I have no qualms with Kendrick Bourne whatsoever. I do hate the drops. I do hate the mental errors. But I, I do think that he is a reliable third-down guy. Richie James, however, we just saw go out there and have nine catches for over 180 yards. He's a playmaker. So now Kendrick, uh, you know, uh, sorry, not Kendrick Bourne, but Richie James has drops as well. He dropped a couple plays there too. But the difference is this. Kendrick Bourne is a keep the drive going guy. He's key on third downs. He's great in the red zone. He's got a little bit extra height. Richie James Jr., explosion, right? He's a punt returner. He's a kickoff returner. He creates on his own. So personally, what I think should happen is they should alternate series as the third. You have Brandon Ayuk and you have Debo Samuel. Those two guys are your one and two. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. There might be one or two of you that think Kendrick Bourne should be the number two. Uh, and you're related to Kendrick Bourne. That's who you are. Uh, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But Richie James has provided something, right? It, it, you see it. And you watch the game against Green Bay which the guy balled out. <laughs> he was all over the place. Anytime you have nine catches and you average over 20 yards per reception. Now, one of the funny thing is you can tell the Packers game planned for Brandon Ayuk being in, in the game because they doubled uh, <laughs> Craycraft nonstop. The reason why Richie James is so open is they, the, the Packers didn't adjust their game plan the day of either. They expected Brandon Ayuk to be out there, so they just kept <laughs> double-teaming where Brandon Ayuk would have been, uh, which is rather comical, and it kind of lets you know the difference in how complex it is to put together a game plan and to make adjustments on game day. Uh, that, that last sentence was sponsored by Robert Sala, who we're going to talk a lot about today because the NFL come up with some new uh, stipulations with hiring minority coaches and women, and this is going to be to the 49ers benefit big time. So kind of stay with that one. But anyway, back to KB with him being out right now, missing practice time. If he's not back, guess what? Richie James Jr. is going to start getting those reps as that wide receiver number three. And the longer he is there, the longer it's going to kind of fit in and say, hey, this is a fit. I hope they go to alternating series between the two. Obviously, that's KB's job to lose. I don't think Richie has taken it from him. But you have to work Richie James into the <laughs> the schedule. You have to. Uh, 100, you, you don't have a choice. Um, let's see here from MK Green. He says, what's up, John? What's up, brother? Um, what do you predict the quarterback situation to look like going forward into 2021? Man, that's the question of the hour. Everybody, you know, if you're on 49ers Twitter, it's all about quarterbacks and only about quarterbacks. You got your Jimmy G truthers. You've got your draft guys that love, you know, Zach Wilson out of BYU. I don't think that you're going to be in a position to get one of the top three quarterback options. Um, obviously, Trevor Lawrence will go number one no matter what. Justin Fields, Trey Lance, those guys. Uh, again, I like Trey Lance as my number two personally currently, but I haven't gotten into film yet. Uh, I, obviously, if you guys know me, once the football season ends for the 49ers, I dive as heavy into film as possible. Last year, I think we graded 173 players where we watched at least three full game tapes on. I, I do put a lot of the draft stuff up on my Patreon as well. I do about half and half. <laughs> I share half of them with YouTube and half with Patreon, which uh, I will have both of the breakdowns up in the next two days for 
the Packers week, the offense and defense, every single offense and defensive play broken down um, from end zone view, all 2020 view, all those things. I've tried to take a break uh, <laughs> because, man, I was losing my mind, doing a little too much sometimes, but I absolutely do like this. Um, kind of where we're at currently. Now, here, here's an awesome freaking Dr. Blocktopus. That is just an awesome name. John, what are your thoughts on Buckner's recent comments about being traded? Yeah, it kind of hurt whenever you read it. Um, DeForest Buckner is incredible. Nobody dislikes DeForest Buckner. Now, whenever his agent met with John Lynch at the Combine, the question was posed to the agent, hey, we'd like to get something worked out. And John Lynch said, sure, what, do you, what are your thoughts on it? And the agent's response was, it better have a two in front of it, meaning $20 million per year. That was the first initial comment. Now, you look at the cap situation, it did, ha it did happen. They told DeForest Buckner's agent, hey, go see if you can find a trade or somewhere you want to go, and we'll talk about it. It needs to be a first-rounder. They came back with the 13th overall pick from the Colts. I, I still see it as a win-win-win. Colts are happy. DeForest Buckner, he's playing for a playoff contender, and he got paid, so he's happy. The 49ers fans, not as happy because, yeah, you got Javon Kinlaw, who we all like, but it has not translated whatsoever in the passing game. Elite in the running game. And he is elite in the running game. But it's a void currently in the in the pass rush. Now you could say, well, he has no help. He's by himself out there. Maybe, but he's definitely not doing anywhere near DeForest Buckner in the passing game. He is superior than DeForest Buckner in the run game. There's no doubt about that. Look at the metrics all across the board. Uh, the dude just stuffs <laughs> whatever B-gap he is lined up in. You can't run it towards him. He's an immovable force in there. But what the recent comments that came out to, uh, yesterday, I believe, of DeForest Buckner was, you know, it broke my heart that they traded. I, I didn't think that was going to be a, a thing. He wished they would have met in the middle. You get that type of return, and that's easy for him to say now, but don't send your agent to him saying it better have a two in front of it. Like, yeah, I, I get the whole business relationship, and I, I even feel like DeForest Buckner's really happy where he is. But you could have made... The, the 49ers didn't find that trade, okay? DeForest Buckner and his agent found the trade. They sought the trade out. They negotiated the trade. They negotiated the contract before the trade took place. They did all that. The 49ers didn't do that. So I get it, and no ill will whatsoever towards DeForest Buckner. I don't think he should have it towards the 49ers either. But that type of money wasn't there. And I can already hear some of you say, well, you, you should have traded Eric Armstead. First off, you might have been able to get a third rounder for Eric Armstead, maybe. And he's not making the same money. Eric Armstead's making $6 million this year. That's it. He's making $6 million this year. DeForest Buckner, $21 million. They're not even comparable. <laughs> and I get it. We, we see it as this or that because as soon as the trade was announced, then you announce the extension to Eric Armstead. But again, the deal for Eric Armstead, people are like, oh, he's making 16. No, he's not. No, he's not. You look at his deal, he's not making 16 million. He's making like 6 million this year. I think it's 10 million next year and that's it. Then after that, it's up to 20 mil, but they're going to renegotiate that. Um that was the definition of a team-friendly deal that Eric Armstead signed, not what DeForest Buckner signed. What DeForest Buckner signed was not team-friendly whatsoever. Um, that is a huge cap casualty uh, that is going to hurt their cap in the future, but they're getting a top-tier player. Um, 
So kind of, you know, no problems there. But I wish the best for DeForest Buckner. Every time I've watched the Colts, I've rooted for them to win almost every single game. I like the Colts, and mainly because of DeForest Buckner. So that, that doesn't change. Back to our injuries. Obviously, Brandon Ayuk is back this week after the uh, just close contact uh, with KB, whatever else. That's out the window. So he's back. That's huge news. And also, we might get Raheem Moster and Debo Samuel back. You get those guys back. That's three top-tier starters, first off. And once you get those guys back, even if it is Nick Mullins out there, that offense starts going. Uh, should start churning definitely. So there's some great news there. Some other roster moves that took place. Jonathan Cyprian and River Craycraft, they are now on the active roster. They were elevated um, from the practice squad, but now they are here to stay. Congrats to them on their huge pay increases. And, it, you know, it just goes to show you, Jonathan Cyprian, if you go back to training camp, he came out publicly and said, look, I'm not being on no practice squad. Screw that. Uh, but things didn't go well. Nobody signed him for their initial 53. He stays on the practice squad for seven weeks, finally gets called up. Now he's on the active roster. Now he's getting paid. That's great news. Happy for him. He has made so many huge plays on special teams in two short weeks. And, you know, with all the injuries to the safety position, it kind of helps just to have that kind of formidable special teams player that can play both safety spots as well. Uh, Chris Finke, wide receiver from Notre Dame, he's back to the practice squad. And, you know, another player I wanted to talk about, which we should find out tomorrow, the Falcons waived former first-round pick Tack McKinley. Now, this is a very convoluted situation in and of itself because if you don't know, Tack McKinley is very similar to a wrestler's personality. We already have George Kittle, but Tack McKinley is that same guy. He loves WWE. He likes talking trash. If you remember whenever he got drafted, he went off on a rant and dropped like three F-bombs. It was amazing. Um, but he has been very outspoken about how much he hates the 49ers. Um, I think that plays into there. Also, if you look at where the 49ers fit on the waiver wire, it's exactly where they fit in draft status. 15th in the NFL. So he has been cut. Now, Tack McKinley's only due $875,000 through the course of this year. Then he's a free agent next year. Um, he'll sign a decent deal. And you could, whoever does get him, you're, pro you're, you're going to be in the process of getting a fifth round compensation pick, possibly depending on his play performance next year. But if you do sign him, super cheap deal. Awesome. Do I think the 49ers should put in for him? Hell yeah, I do. 100%. The problem is 14 teams get an option to get him. Really, you should say 13 because the Falcons are ahead of us. But 13 teams have the option to put in a claim uh, before we do. But yeah, 100% the 49ers should put a claim in on And again, back to our draft status. This is where we're at. We're right smack dab in the middle. And there's a little bit of leeway on both sides. We're not even one game <laughs> out of, of it because you look at our strength of schedule, which is very, very difficult. That's going to put us, put us behind. So even if the 49ers lose out, you're not picking in the top 10. It's just not happening because there's so many bad teams. Currently, there are eight teams with only two wins, and I don't think any of those teams are going to double up their win total. Uh, perhaps one or two will, but there's just a lot of bad teams in the NFL. The middle ground doesn't exist. There is no team with a 500 record. There's no, 
well, one, we're after nine weeks, right? We're the only team in the NFL that's four and five. There's not even another one of those. The majority of teams are three and five and below. That's where they are. And so we have this weird spot right now where we're in no man. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason action. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to $100. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Right? <laughs> it's just kind of yucky. Now, I can't believe I use that word on this podcast. Uh, anyway, it's what it is. You can tell that I teach, right? Like, I have to censor my cuss words. Usually, I actually say cuss words, like the word, the term cuss words. Uh, whenever I stub my toe, I'll just yell cuss words. Um, but anyway, sorry for saying yucky. It should have said shitty. All right. Playoff status. Here's the question, and I love it, from Raymond. He says, you think we still make the playoffs? Question mark. No, I don't. Um, but it's not that far-fetched. The 49ers are currently ninth in the NFC in playoff pecking order. And we're not out that far. We're really, really not. We're one game back from the Bears for the eighth seed. We're a game and a half back against the Rams and the Cardinals, who we get to play both teams again. Now, to make this even more, <laughs> uh, I guess, I don't know, Alice in Wonderland-ish, the NFL today met and unanimously approved a contingency plan for COVID-19. So with our current situation, 14 teams will be making the playoffs. That's where we are now. Seven from each um, conference. This is a brand new playoff format that we've never had before. Only one team gets a bye. Currently, we're out of that format. However, if the NFL is forced to cancel games, that could change. Approved today, just literally an hour ago, now what will happen is if the NFL is forced to cancel games that have direct playoff implications or playoff seating, what they will do is 16-team playoff and no bye weeks. So that means eight teams from each conference will be able to get into the, the playoffs. And again, we already said we're one game behind the Browns. Uh, Browns, the Bears, sorry. Uh, one game behind the Bears for that eighth playoff spot. Now, again, this is a contingency plan. It doesn't step into place right away. And in fact, it's actually the third option. The first option is 
everything plays out the way they hope it does. We stay on this current schedule. Everybody plays, and then we go into playoffs. Plan B is if you have to have teams cancel, you make it a, a week 18. You delete the week between the NFC and AFC Championship and the Super Bowl. Usually there's a two-week buffer there. You delete one of those weeks and just bump all the playoffs back one week. That's the second option. The third option is what was just proposed today, that if teams do have to cancel that have playoff implications, that wording was in the resolution several times. So for example, if the Jets and the Giants are playing and they have to cancel that, nobody cares. <laughs> Just throw that in the trash and you're welcome for not having to watch crappy football. But if a team that is a possibility in the playoffs, like, for example, the 49ers and the Rams, if that game had to be canceled, that definitely has playoff implications. Uh, if not for the 49ers, for the Rams, whatever, it doesn't matter. That game could force... One, you would have to try to play at week 18, okay? And then, but if it still didn't work out, then you would move on to plan C. So it's still a little far-fetched, but it is in the future. Uh, that is a possibility. If you look at COVID tests throughout the NFL, things are hitting the biggest spike in the NFL. They did a heck of a job containing and maintaining COVID for the first kind of six weeks. Everything, much like the country, uh, COVID cases are spiling out of control. Um, so we'll have to kind of wait and see what happens there. But it is very interesting. Um, it, it's definitely something to keep an eye on because it impacts the 49ers. 100%. The 49ers could make this the playoffs. Uh, you look at the schedule, it's not easy. Obviously, you have the Saints this week. You have a bye week. Might start getting healthy, get some of these players back. Then you play the Rams. 100% you can beat the Rams. Buffalo Bills, they're hot or cold. Um, almost lose to the Jets, then you blow out, uh, you, you know, the other teams, the Seahawks, they, they freaking just beat them into the ground. Washington football team, yeah, they don't have a quarterback. You could definitely win that. Cowboys, definitely win that game. You're talking right there, and you finish up with the Cardinals and the Seahawks. The 49ers are 4-5. and five. You win four out of those remaining games, you're in the playoffs. Again, there's seven teams getting in. Seven teams currently, possibly eight. There's going to be a team that is at 500 or at 7-9 and nine that gets in the playoffs this year, probably for the AFC and the NFC. So I don't think you throw playoffs out the window, especially whenever you consider the fact that, hey, guys, guess what? The 49ers might actually be getting a little bit healthier, uh, returning certain starters. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I don't predict us to make the playoffs, but it's not as far-fetched as people think. Now, the, the problem is... Even if we do make the playoffs, so what? I understand for most franchises and sports uh, fanatics, if they make the playoffs, they consider their entire season to be a success. I've never been one of those. Uh, you know, you look at 2019, do I consider 2019 a huge success? I do because of the expectations. You go from 2-14 and 14, um, to the Super Bowl, that's pretty impressive. Um but I don't know. I, I do want the 49ers to make the playoffs. And I understand the crowd that says no, lose, improve draft position. I I don't. I'm not part of that school of thought. I've never been part of that school. I don't care if we're playing freaking checkers. Uh, king me, mother effer. I win this damn game. Like, that's who I am. It's just who I am. Uh, the, the personality, the attitude of players and coaches. You don't lose. You don't. You just can't do it. 
So kind of take that for what you will, but eh. Eh. playoffs are a possibility. You play for the playoffs. That's what you got to do. All right. I want to talk a little bit more about another NFL thing that has approved that could, get this, get the 49ers, I'm not even making this up, two additional third-round picks. I'm going to explain how right after this quick word from our sponsor. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have. And let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now... They have $100,000, you heard me, $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands, sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means... You put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that, and if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started, and if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, MyBookie. All righty. So let, let's dive into this. This just got approved. Again, like fresh off the press. Here's the idea. And this was all Troy Vincent, vice president of the NFLPA. He was kind of the driving force behind this. Um, and so we all know about the Rooney Rule, which is basically the idea is whenever you have a head coaching vacancy, you have to interview at least one minority just to give them the practice and to increase exposure to try to level off. Because again, you look at the NFL, I don't care which side you're on, and I understand this somewhat of a polarizing issue just because of political issues. There are no <laughs> people of color that are head coaches. It doesn't match. There, there are, sorry, let me rephrase that. The percentages are way off about 80 percent of players in the nfl are people of color you're talking maybe five percent of head coaches uh follow that and gms is even worse than that and so obviously i have mac uh tomlin coach tomlin and you have brian flores and ron rivera i get that but there is definitely a huge need for people of color minorities and women uh, that's written into this as well to get chances to move up instead of based on your last name. Uh, Kyle Shanahan definitely deserves to be where he is, but it's pretty damn easy whenever your last name's Shanahan to be a great coach. Um, <laughs> the dude's been taught from birth. It's what it is. And the connections, obviously, yeah, you just call up your old buddy, John Gruden, and you get a job. So easy. McVay, guess what? His grandfather calls somebody up, gets him a job. So easy. But it's not like that for everybody else. It really isn't. So uh, throw all that out, and you guys can roast my mentions all you want and whatever else. and Tell me I'm a racist. I don't care. That's fine. Uh, won't be the first time today. But here's the idea. They wrote in, if a minority or a woman is hired away from your team to become a head coach or a general manager, because again, if you go back to the offseason, they were flirting with the idea that if you do hire as a GM or a head coach or a coordinator, you could receive draft pick compensation. That got voted down. They didn't like that. 
But what they did differently is the question was, well, we, we don't have a problem interviewing all these things. There's just not candidates that have built the resumes up that are minorities or women. So what they're doing is they're just flipping the incentive. And I kind of like it. And again, if it gets out of control, then you can cancel it. You can move in forward, whatever else. But what's the worst thing that could happen? A whole bunch of minorities and women get actually top-tier coaching jobs? That's a great thing. I don't know who would be upset with that, but I'm sure they're on there, and I'm sure I'll see them in the comments in a second. But back to where we are currently. This is what it writes. Your team, if your somebody from your team, Robert Sala, for our example, which is a strong possibility, gets hired as a head coach, strong possibility, your team would get a third-round draft pick in the next two NFL drafts. So again, let's just play this out. The Jets, they're going to fire Adam Gase. Adam Schefter already talked about it. And plus, if you have any common sense, besides Adam Gase, you know this is happening. Adam Gase gets fired. Hypothetically, Robert Sala gets hired by the New York Jets. The 49ers then would receive a third round draft choice at the end of the third round in front of compensation picks. And that's to my knowledge. Again, all of the documents haven't been, you know, pub released to the public yet. But you would receive a third round pick again at the end. They just add them just like compensation picks. It's not at the start. Um, so at the very end of the third round, you would get a pick in 2021 and a pick in 2022. Same things for general managers. Now, there is a caveat in there as well that said if you lose a head coach and somebody in your personnel department, a GM that is a minority or woman, then you would get three, right? So it doesn't double up. You can't get four, but you could get three. I think this is incredible, and I doubly think it's incredible because the 49ers will be the primary <laughs> beneficiaries of this new rule because guess what? We have minority coaches all over the place. We have women coaches. Uh, I don't think we're still very far away from a woman becoming a general manager or a head coach option, but who's to say we can't get there? Um, but Robert Sala is the key one because he is on every single short list um, for head coaching candidate. He almost got the Browns job and all of my issues with Robert Sala, I think that he is a tremendous coach. I really, really do. He just doesn't make in-game adjustments and he doesn't mask um, <laughs> his personnel deficiencies uh, very, very well. But I still think he's incredible. And people think that whenever I talk negative or criticize against a member of the 49ers, I dislike them. That's not the case. <laughs> I, I always used to tell my players this, and I tell my students this too. If I'm not giving you a hard time, that means I'm done with you. Like, <laughs> like every single person can get better. I can get better as a podcaster big time. Um, but that's just the way it is. You can criticize Kyle Shanahan. I still think he's a top three head coach in the NFL. But... It's okay to criticize people. There are mistakes that are made. I'm not one of those people that just says all the positive information all the time. People have labeled me as a positive guy, which is, I'll take it. But no, criticism is warranted. That's why we do this. We figure this stuff out, and there's good and bad. Nobody's ever called a perfect game. I don't think that exists. Uh, but anyway. So there's that. That's positive news for the 49ers who have the possibility of getting an extra third-round draft choice the next two years, which would be key because if you remember, let's go to our draft pick where we're at currently. The 49ers don't have a third-round pick in the 2021 draft. We use that 
for Trent Williams. Rightfully so. That was a hell of a trade. Um, Trent Williams currently the number one tackle uh, rated by Pro Football Focus. I know that's not the only metric, but the guy's been great. Look what happened as soon as he was gone this week with the COVID scare. And Justin School just gets demolished nonstop. Um, that was a big difference. But uh, we don't have a third-round pick. We do have two fifths, our original fifth, and then the fifth rounder for Quan Alexander trade. And we do have two sevenths. We have our original seventh-round pick, and then the seventh from the Jets that we got with Jordan Willis, who had a sack. Um, we give up our 2022 six-rounder. So uh, that's our draft pick current thing. But if this does happen, if Robert Sala does get hired, we get a third-round pick back. That's great news. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think anybody's going to be upset about that then. Um, but now let's look at what, back to the question that, uh, MK green asked earlier, what is the 2021 football landscape at quarterback? If your team doesn't have a quarterback, you've got nothing. Now there are definitely people that love Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I'm just a little bit off from the love of Jimmy Garoppolo. I do think he is a serviceable kind of mid tier quarterback. I, I have no problem if you have him in the kind of, you know, 14, to 20 quarterback range anywhere in there. I think that's where he is. And if you don't think that's where he is, you tell me 14 quarterbacks you would rather have than him, and I'm going to say you're. I think you're wrong. I, I just don't think there's that's there. But Jimmy Garoppolo has proven when the team suffers around him and he's not, you could talk about health, throw that in there too, that's fine. But whenever the team around him is an elite, he struggles. That's what we've seen so far in 20. 20 but what's that look like so regardless whatever wherever you stand on jimmy garoppolo that's fine stay there i'm not going to change your mind today but let's just look at what else is out there and this is from kyle uh maskson over at niner wire he does a heck of a job friend of the show um he these are the free agent quarterbacks in 2021 and, and you can scream into the thing i don't want a free agent i want to draft a quarterback we'll talk about that too hold on but let's just look at the free agents and what's available. First off, you have Dak Prescott, 27. I don't think there's any way that he gets out of Dallas. I, he's got to be resigned. They have shown, uh, they have proven Dak was one of the centerpieces that held that offense together. They were the best offense in the NFL, even above Seattle, before he got injured. Um, Cam Newton, he's 31. Heck no, we have seen that. Don't want that. Jacoby Brissett, 27. I think he'd be a really good fit, but again, does he have that ceiling play? Absolutely not, he doesn't. Phillip Rivers, 38. No, um, I, no AARP cards here for me. Jameis Winston, 26. Oh, you want one of those dynamic down-the-field throwers? That's the Jimmy G. Hader crowd? Jameis Winston should be at the top of your list. Now, he's got his, uh, I should say, he did get his vision corrected. Uh, the jokes include here. But you can't win with Jameis Winston. Uh, look what Tampa Bay did as soon as he left. Uh, they're a top-tier team. Now, they did just get blown out by the Saints, who we play this week, but whatever. Uh, for the people that are like, man, give me a dynamic passer, that's Jameis Winston. He just he doesn't know down and distance, um, no football awareness whatsoever, uh, so that's a huge no for me. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 37 years old. Yeah, you could get him for a year, but again, lots of turnovers. Lots of turnovers. Mitchell Trubisky, I don't even know why he's on this list, 26, God no. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, 31. Uh, career backup, grooming quarterbacks, I don't think so. Andy Dalton, 33. If he can't do it with Dallas, what makes you think he can do it here? Robert Griffin, 30. I put him on this list. 
because guess what? Uh, who was the guy that drafted him? It was Kyle Shanahan. Now they were very open that they wanted to get uh, Kirk Cousins, and they did later on in that draft, and that's who eventually panned out. But he's 30 years old, uh, worth mentioning there. And then, of course, Nick Mullins is going to be a free agent. He's 25, C.J. Beathard, 26. Um, but that's it. That is the quarterback free agent market. Uh, not much there. Not much there at all. I, I don't think there's – you could say, yeah, I'll take Dak over Jimmy Garoppolo. I have no problems with that. But I don't even think that possibility is going to be there. And you want to talk contracts? Dak is going to get $35 million a year. 49ers don't have that kind of money. Dak's getting paid that much money. Because if the Cowboys won't do it, I guarantee you, you're going to get a team like the Colts. Uh, you're going to get some team that's just going to throw all their money at them that think they can win now. So that's kind of what you got to do with Dak. Now, look at the draft. Again, I mentioned their names earlier. Trevor Lawrence is going number one overall. I don't care if you package three first-round draft picks. You're not going to get Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to get him. It, Look at the past trades up to the number one quarterback position, and no, absolutely not. Just to put this into perspective, the Seattle Seahawks called the Browns when Baker Mayfield was on the clock, and it was mentioned that they would be open for trading Russell Wilson for the rights to Baker Mayfield, and the Browns said no. Understand that. <laughs> one Baker Mayfield sucks, but teams do not trade the number one overall pick for a quarterback. Now, if there's a team, perhaps even the Jets who have Sam Darnold, they don't pass on Trevor Lawrence to keep Sam Darnold. I guarantee you they're not. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is one of the best quarterback prospects out all the way back since freaking Andrew Luck. Uh, that's just the reality of the situation. So then you say, okay, let's talk about the next tier kids. I think there's three tiers currently for quarterbacks coming out of the draft. You have Trey Lance, who I really, really like out of North Dakota State. And then you have Justin Fields, who's much more of your kind of dual threat quarterback and kind of do it all. He's with Georgia. He was the number one. He was ranked ahead of uh, Trevor Lawrence. He was the number one guy in that same high school recruiting class. Goes to Georgia. Can't beat out, uh, forget what's his name that wears mascara, uh, from. And then... You know, he transferred because he was pissed and he didn't want to wait to Ohio State. So he, he's a great player. Again, Kyle Shanahan's been very adamant. I know the fan base disagrees. He wants to win with a pocket quarterback. He thinks he can uh, put his offense in a much better position from a pocket standpoint. Now, we all want the dynamic, all that stuff, whatever else. You look at the top quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Sean Watson. Got to say it, man. Josh Allen, who I was very low on, uh, he's got to be up on that list now. All mobile quarterbacks. Now, once you get down to Zach Wilson, he's kind of one of those hybrid quarterbacks as well with BYU. I think he's in that next tier. If you want one of those top three, you have to be picking in the top four. <laughs> that, that's all there is. Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, they'll all be gone by pick four. Zach Wilson might be around by pick 10. But guess what? 49ers aren't picking top 10. We've already established that. The numbers just don't work. The 49ers are more likely to make it to the playoffs than they are picking in the top 10. Maybe top 8. Maybe top 8. But whatever. So even if that's the route you want to go, you're going to have to trade up just to get that possibility. Um, there's a lot of quarterback needy teams out there. And I, I like Zach Wilson. I like him a lot. I know there's a lot of 49ers podcasts and 49ers Twitter people that are all over that. Um 
Anyway, you kind of take that for what you will. But again, just understanding what's out there, priming the pump, having these debates, these discussions now, I get it. Uh, but again, remember, you can walk away from Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think the 49ers do it. We, we've already kind of shown the free agent market ain't it. So you're going to bring somebody in. You have to get a quarterback because Nick Mullins is gone and C.J. Beathard are gone. Are you going to sign them to back up to your money? You're talking, they're going to make, backup quarterbacks make money. And Nick Mullins, I guarantee you right now, he is playing for his contract. He's going to try to go someplace that is going to draft a quarterback and that wants to run the Kyle Shanahan system, right? Like he's going to go somewhere. There's no doubt about it. He's going to have a place. But you're talking, I mean, he's going to be making 5 to $7 million next year. CJ Beathard won't. But Nick Mullins has that option out there on the table. And if you're one of those people that says, no, there's no way, eh, go look what the Raiders are play, paying their backup quarterback. Go look at what Colt McCoy makes. <laughs> go, go look at these guys. Backup quarterbacks cost money. And if they can run your system, they get paid. That's all there is to it. Nick Mullins has proven he's a capable backup quarterback that can step in and go 500 if everything around him is going well. Um so we'll have to see what happens. So the 40 hours are going to draft a quarterback. I, I think that's going to happen. But how high? Right? So even if you keep Jimmy Garoppolo, they're drafting a quarterback. Now, it probably won't be in the first round, but lots of stuff to look through. And we'll, we'll keep diving into this. I appreciate all the questions. I'm not going to be able to answer them all today. I'm going to have to jump off here. I know it's a little bit of a shorter episode. But I do want to say we've got a lot of stuff coming up, a huge game this week, and we have a bye week coming up, which the 49ers need so freaking bad. Uh, we're going to do some different stuff over the bye week with this podcast, dive into some salary cap stuff, all kinds of different stuff. But I want to say thank you. Appreciate all the support. You guys are incredible. And as always, stay strong and faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.